Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. McFarland, McFarland Energy, thanks so much for sponsoring the Bradfoe Show. It's a good one today. It's our t- we're teaming up with baseballs and boring. As our with our sit down with Marcelo Meyer, you know him as the Red Sox top prospect. Went down to Fort Myers, had a face to face with Marcelo. Got the what's what when it came to his shoulder injury, why he's being shut down for the year, how his season went, how he views his season. Uh, how he views his handwriting, all of that. It's a great conversation. And once again, we want to thank McFarland for helping power this whole thing. All right, here you go. Here's Marcelo Meyer. All right. Uh, Marcelo, the last time we talked, do you remember the last time we talked? Futures game. Futures game. Yeah. And you um, went viral because you had the best answer to a question which I had, which is the best or no, most notable thing that you've ever signed? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prosthetic limb. Yeah. Right? Since then, toasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy up in Tampa yesterday, um, Robert Stevenson, said he refrained from signing someone's forehead. Uh, Heston uh, Kerstad signed a sock. So I, I'll start with this. Have you have you topped that yet? Because obviously now you're, yeah. you're getting bigger crowds and... I definitely haven't topped that one. I mean, it's been pretty, it's been pretty bland lately. Just been signing cards and stuff. Oh, like really? That. Yeah, I think that one's gonna be pretty tough to beat. Has your autograph gotten better? This is a weird question to ask, but like I always so from when because I used the one I had one like in high school that was terrible. Yeah, and then you know why? Because no one writes cursive anymore. Yeah, I mean, I barely even write. Regardless, <laughs> the only time I write now is usually to do my autograph. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I guess it's got a little better since. So, yeah, but do you, again, this maybe only interests me, but like cursive, nobody writes cursive anymore. But you do practice when you're a kid and you're dreaming of the dream, you practice your autograph, right? You must have done that. No. You didn't? Not really. All right, maybe. Not until like I had to, and then that was when I was like, oh, shit, maybe I should have practiced. (laughs) The first time signing a ball, I was like, oh, my God. When was that? When was that? Probably in high school. Like my junior year of high school. Was probably. it like, where do I sign? What do I do? Yeah, kind of. It was it like a just illegible and. Yeah, I remember like after that, I ended up like going home and like got a piece of paper and I was like practicing my signature. <laughs> so I think that's when it started. That's when I started to practice. Probably when like I started getting asked. When did it? When was the last time your signature changed? Uh. Since you became pro? Yeah. So okay. I used to have like a longer one. Okay. And then I quickly realized that I'm not going to sign the longer one thousands of times. Yeah, yeah. So then I just shortened it up and now I've been doing that one only ever since. Okay. You big M's? Yeah. 
you just you got a loop and you just loop and then boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, again, things that maybe I only interest me. But the other thing was, so I saw that you were at the Red Sox game a week or so ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, had you been to a game before that? Yeah, I've been to, I've been to like three or four now. Okay. So my first one was when I signed. They were playing the Yankees, and they ended up winning on like a walk-off pass ball. Oh, okay. All right, okay. So, but this is a little different. I mean, people probably, I don't know if, I saw somebody took a picture with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did people, more people recognize you? Yeah, I'd say a good amount. Okay. I'd say a good amount. I ended up leaving like the sixth inning, but. Did you? All right. Yeah. That, who was Houston? Houston? Houston. Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah. That was, was Mookie. Mookie. Yeah, yeah, it was sick. Did you uh, get a chance to? I saw the standing O. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah. did did you partake in the standing O? Of course. Just say yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did it give you? You said like it's the it's the second or third time or whatever. The but did this one give you a different perspective on it? Just being there. At all, and I know that's sort of a sappy cliche question, but sometimes it hits, right? It yep. just hits different. Uh, I mean, I think so. Obviously, I'm closer to the bigs than I was the last time I went. Hmm. You know, I know the players now more you than the last time them. I went. I play with them, so yeah. I mean, you just feel like you're there a little bit closer, which like makes you you know, live the dream or, like, think about the dream just that much more. And that's not, like, this sappy – that's a reality. Oh, like, yeah, like, you're sitting there, like, I, I'm i not that far off Yeah, from being it's just, there. like, you're driving – I was, like, driving back or walking back to the hotel being, like, damn, like, I need to be here. Like, this is so sick. It, so it, it sort of almost, like, gives you the boost, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when anyone talks about baseball season, like, you get jacked up when you're not playing baseball. Yep. That's – I mean, honestly, I'd be honest, like, that's like refreshing. Like, because we think, oh, you just go in the game and you've been with these guys, this and that. And it's sort of like when you sit, when we sit in stands, when you sit in the stands at Fenway Park, God bless Tropicana Field, which I just came from. But when you sit in the stands at Fenway Park, it's, it's probably different, right? So electric. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's easy, easily the most electric ballpark I've ever been to. I've been to like five, I would say. Yeah. I mean, the fans just don't compare. It's a whole different atmosphere. When was the first major league game you went to? I was probably a kid going to Petco. Petco? Yeah. And do you remember anything about it? The green is greener. The white is whiter. You know, like everything is... Yeah, I mean, I remember like Dred Jerko, like all those players and stuff like that. But yeah. not really. No. I was just going there with my family, enjoying the game. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's what... Kid. That, isn't it amazing, though? Like you, like you went to games and like your kid, you're... you're goofing around with your friends, you're eating whatever, you see some of the baseball game, whatever, to, to the last time you went to a major league game, which is the game we were talking about, it's a whole different world, man. Yeah. It's it crazy. Is. It's, it's, it, it is. Did you, so when you, when you come off of that and you said you're walking back to the hotel and you're thinking, I got to get there, I got to get there, I got to get there, like how long does that stick with you? Still, it's still there, yeah. really. So, yeah. so like the the Marcelo Meyer mind before and after that game is different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you like you're playing every single day in the minor league season, obviously, also in the big league season. But you just fall in this routine and this pattern, and it gets like super repetitive. Hmm. So to kind of change it up, go see the big leaguers, you know, see that different atmosphere because it's way different. Mm. Like you can't really compare minor league to a big league atmosphere. 
it just like kind of reminds you like what you're working towards. Another thing is guys talk about minors and majors. And obviously you don't know majors yet, but they talk about the minors is, and I think Tristan said this, is that the reality is the minors is you're playing almost like, not for yourself all, but you're playing for yourself. You're playing to prove yourself. When you get to the majors, it's like, if you get in a bat, you help the win, that's your job. Yep. I mean, and, and this is different. And I know that you're on like good teams and you're, you have your buddies and it's great teammates, but still minors is still like, did I get the hits or not? Did I make the plays or not? You know, does that make sense? hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, as much as like you want to win the game, like it is about development. But I think it also has to do with the group that you're with. I think the the group that I was with in Greenville and the group that I was with in Portland, we did a really good job of trying to win baseball games, which just makes it fun. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of sports is to try to win. So, you know, if you're not trying to do that, it kind of just takes the fun out of it. So, and, you know, I've seen you play in spring training. I've been around spring training. Like, and so you've been around these guys. The moment we're sitting here down in Fort Myers and, you know, <laughs> The moment that I'll remember for you for Myers besides challenging Alex Pinellas to a race um, is hitting the home run off of Aldi, yep. which is awesome, right? Yeah. And we all interviewed you after. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But that must seem like forever ago. It does. And that was my first spring training. That was your first spring yeah, training? I've had two now. Yeah. So even even the one this year feels like a long time does ago. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> so that one always. But to think about, in, like, in hindsight, as good a player as you are now, in hindsight, you're probably like, man, that was just right time, right place, right swing, right pitch, everything. Yeah. Because you're such like, such a more advanced player. Does that, does that resonate? Like how, like where you were then and where you are now? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you play 130 games a year. Obviously, most minor leaguers don't play all of them, but I mean, there's a lot of learning curves that you go through, a lot of um, things that you learn through throughout a full season. So. You know, going into my second spring training, I had already gone through a full year. Mm. So I was just that much more prepared, that, that much smarter. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I think the older you get, the more games you play, the more experience you get, the smarter you get. And so what, so you say, how did that kid hit the home run off of Nathan Ovalde? Yeah. Did you feel like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't really think about it anymore just because it was so long ago. But, yeah, it was a pretty cool moment. I could pull it up because I like what I remember about that was this uh, was the sound it made it was yeah. awesome yeah. congratulations Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> it was a good moment i can't help yeah it, it was cool it was cool <laughs> um so in that respect like you look at this is a progression all right you go through that spring training you go through that year you go through this spring training now what is the thing that give me like two or three things that you just are tangibly better at that that maybe that you didn't even know a year ago, two years ago, that you thought you didn't know that you had to get better at. Yep. Um, that's a tough question. Just because it's like you're playing every single day, so you're getting better if you're doing the right things without even knowing it. Mm. But, I mean, if I had to point one out, I would just say, you know, definitely stronger. Um, what are you, so what, what are you, are you bigger? Are you? Yeah, like, bigger, a little more explosive. Yeah. I mean, the numbers show it. Like, we all have all the data and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like I said, you're working out every day. You get into pro ball. You have a a workout routine, a weight uh, weight program, yeah. which, obviously, if you follow, you're going to get stronger because, you know, we have a great strength staff here. Yeah. But, yeah, just stuff like that. And then on the mental side of the game, 
I mean, you see way more pitches in a full year compared to if you don't play. So, you know, you just start reading pitches better, hmm. stuff like that. When did you think it – When did, well, again, this is comparing, but when did you think that it sort of clicked for you that the last time that you remember it sort of, hey, I'm doing something, I'm seeing pitches better, I'm having better at-bats than I did because – Maybe someone taught me something. Maybe I had experience. When, do you remember when that, the late last time that clicked for you? Uh, yeah. I think it's a little bit on and off throughout the year. Yeah. But the first time, I think, was like a little before midway through the year. I'd say, like, yeah, I'd say that's about, about yeah. the right timeline. But, yeah, I mean, something just clicks. You're playing every single day, like I just said. And, like, we're athletes, so we make adjustments and we figure things mm-hmm. out. So I had Pedroia on the podcast yesterday, and he was talking about Casas, his evolution this year. And he said, and I hope I get this right because I think it, it might hit home, is that it's like the, the great major leaguers make adjustments pitch to pitch. The good major leaguers make adjustments at bat to bat. The average okay major leaguers make adjustments week to week. Yeah. So like, So my takeaway from that is, every single pitch like you're like analyzing dissecting which is probably in high school you're like eh, yeah i'll be okay does that make any sense yeah i mean i think in high school you can definitely get away with it just because this stuff isn't isn't there compared to how it is here and i think a lot of that has to do with um just how you know yourself as a hitter as a defender as a, as a baseball player in general i think if uh you know yourself then you give yourself that ability to be able to make that adjustment pitch to pitch do you, how, when you talk about hitting, have you changed your stance quite a bit? If you look at your stance a year ago, two years ago, does it look different? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And it's just something that, like, my body does. I don't, I don't really – it's not like I made that exact adjustment. I think it just changes through time because my body – Oh, really? body is different. Because you're benching, like, 300 pounds now. So yeah, like, no yeah, chance. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> chance. But you bet, like, ask, right here, I asked Bogarts how much he benched. <laughs> yeah, he's got me on the bench press. Really? Sure. Oh, you're not a you're not a bench. Two no, long arms. No, Just yeah. go with it. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't really bench anyways, but yeah, but 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 your body changes, like you say, you get yeah, so, yeah. so you're you find your stance changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it changes a little bit. Obviously, sometimes you need to make adjustments to your stance. Other times you don't. But I think my stance has changed a little bit. Yeah. What do when you're hitting? Do you feel like that you're more like more of a power hitter? Do you feel like you're more of a line driver hitter, pull hitter, opposite field? More of one thing that you were like maybe a year or two ago? Um, I'd say I just like to go out there and hit the ball hard. Obviously, I did have uh, better power numbers this year. Hmm. Like I said, with age, you just hit stronger, hmm. more mature. But I think I hit the same amount of homers. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't play for a month. Yeah. So... So, yeah, I think my power numbers did go up. But with that being said, I'm not intentionally trying to hit homers. I'm still have the same approach. I'm trying to hit hard line drives. I, so another thing I told you last time we said, we, I had just done the interview with Corey Seager because like, he was a high school kid, first-round pick. And he said double-A was the hardest. Double-A was the hardest. Like, and I don't know if that is. Like, if, if, you, if now that you're sitting here, like with the season, you're, you're – the season over for you, mm-hmm. if that resonates at all, or I mean, I know that you didn't spend a ton of time, but still, could you see where he's coming from? Oh uh, yeah, I could see where he's coming from. Yeah, definitely. I think the pitchers are just more mature. They have a better game plan. You know, they attack better. Mm. What? So for you, was that when you 
get to double A was it oh this is different or or no mm. or did this feel like hey if I'm on my game I'll be okay if yeah, I'm not it's on more, my game more so that I think um, you just can't take a pitch off in double A and hope going forward I would imagine I think um, it's still the same game at the end of the day if you stick to your approach and you know you know what you do well and you stick to that then I think you'll be successful the another you know we've had on another thing that we talked about with these guys is the whole first round thing and i think i may talk to you a little bit about this like but the the blessing and the curse thing and the blessing and the curse sort of like the blessing of it becomes less and less you know where you're happy you get picked you have the money and you have the you know and the attention and then the curse becomes everybody is watching you every separate way does that make sense like yep. that this is this is a hard thing. It's a hard thing because everyone sort of defaults to, okay, where, where were you picked? What are you doing? How close are you? You're, when are you going to be here? You know, mm -hmm. does that resonate or? Um, and I know you like, I don't think about it, but this is like. Yeah, yeah, I mean, said it, I'll say it again. I think yeah. that's just outside noise. None yeah. of that has anything to do uh, what we're doing here um, within the, the closed doors. You know, I'm still going about my business the same way. I'm mm -hmm. still doing all my work. You know, my goal is to be a big leaguer and help the, the big league team win. And I'm going to do whatever I can to do that. Mm. I'm going to work hard. I don't think uh, what other people have to say outside of that is going to affect my work and what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. And so you've been able, again, good answer, and you've been able to do that because you're a human being, right? When you walk through Fenway Park, eh, Marcelo, we'll see you next year or whatever. It's you're. You're, but you're able to do. You're able to stay disciplined that way. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I just uh, it makes you work harder because totally. I want to get there that much sooner. Yeah. So when you see, like, you have that moment at Fenway. I want to get there. Yesterday, guy picked buddy. I think a friend of you, or you know, a guy that you've probably seen, Jordan Lawler. Yeah. He gets called off, yeah. right? I mean, that must also be like, okay, let's go. Yeah, I mean, I'm super happy for the guy. I mean, I grew up playing with him, you know, in some events, and you know, we have the same goal, the same dream, and. Luckily for him, he gets to live it out tonight, and I'm I'm gonna be watching for sure. Yeah, but you're not far, man. You're yeah. not far. Yeah. I, know, I know that we're sitting here and get the season's ending and whatever, but I want you to get jacked up. It's like, it's, oh, it, trust me, I am. Are I am. you? Yeah. I mean, I think about it every single day. So uh, what I think about when I wake up, it's really? what I think about when I go to sleep. I mean, the one thing I want to do is be a big leaguer. Yeah. So and, I mean, I'm gonna do whatever I can, like I said. So when you talk about this this your shoulder thing and talk me because i don't know like exactly what happened what the timeline was how much it impacted how difficult it was to play through this if so here's your opportunity to sort of paint yep. that picture yeah so i mean i'll go back from the day it happened may 7th i was in high we we're playing in Asheville. um i was three for three i needed a triple for the cycle and i ended up hitting a ball in the gap I tried to leg it out for the triple. I ended up like stumbling past second base, fell, um, and then didn't really feel it like on impact. Then the next day I wake up, can't lift my shoulder like at all. And then I end up taking that week off, come back playing a little too soon just because the competitor in me wanted to play, didn't want to rest. Um, so yeah, I started playing. I got used to playing hurt. And then ever since then, I just, kind of became a cycle and it never really got better. What was it? What is it? 
It's uh so there's right now there's just a lot of inflammation in there. I got impingement. Okay. Oh, okay. But yeah, I think it's a it's a good learning lesson on my end. Yeah. You know, I, you know, looking back at it, I should have definitely just taking care of taking care of it's it. It's hard though. Happened. I get that. Yeah, I mean, you want to play. <laughs> yeah. We're here to play, and you know, obviously, it didn't work out for me because I thought it was gonna get better over time, but it just kept getting worse and worse and worse, till I decided oh. to to say something to the trainers. When was that? When did you finally say something? Uh, so, th- so they knew about it. And we were working on it every single day, but you know, I just didn't want to tell them that. I, like, it's 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 hurting me on the field because I knew they were going to take me out. I'd say I, when we got back from the All Star break is when you know it really started to pick up even more. Yeah, and, and that's just. It, I told them. I told them. In, in Richmond, okay, when we were in Richmond. I was like, yeah, this I can't play, guys. Like, I could barely swing. Like yeah. this affected me on the field, base running, hitting, and you know we decided to to put myself on the seven day IL, and then we started working on it every single day. You know, had good days, bad days, and never really got better. Ended up getting a cortisone shot yesterday. Okay, but it feels better. Those cortisone shots are awesome. Yeah, it feels good right now. Yeah. So when, so it's not able to heal because you keep doing stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, and so what was it, what did it, did it, could you feel it more in your swing, when you throw, was it? I mean, at all times. Really? At all times. Yeah, it's throwing arm or? Um, no, oh. top hand. So on oh. my swing. Oh, left hand. Yeah, okay. when it comes to my swing, my swing was just giving out every single time and there was. Right. Um, so. That's crazy. Yeah. Shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the littlest thing could affect your swing and if you start, and, you start compensating somewhere else. Which is not a good thing, which is why I think I learned a lot from this experience. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's what happens. Like, yeah. you know, one thing leads to another, yeah. leads to another. Um, and then were you hopeful, Did like, it, that was after the All-Star break. You know that you're going to have to, like, they're going to look at it. You draw back from everything. Season's running out, you know, and then, like, they give you word, hey, you know, listen, let's just shut it down, right? Yeah. And come down to Fort Myers. That's as much as you want to. That's tough, right? Yeah. I know that it's a pleasure to be here, like with me. But I get that, but still, <laughs> but it's tough, right, to come down here. I would yeah. imagine. Yeah, I mean, as a player, there's one place you want to be, and that's on the field. Mm. You want to be playing, obviously. You know, I'm thankful we have such a good rehab group down here that's gonna do everything we can to to get my shoulder fixed. But yeah, obviously, you know, this year didn't go as planned. You know, mm. I didn't want to be sidelined the last month and a half of the year, but. Mm. But it is what it is. So what do you do? Like, what's the plan down here? Do you know? Um, yeah, I mean, we're just going to go through treatment. You know, I'm not really sure. I've never gone through a rehab process before. Yeah, so you don't know how you're gonna be, long you're going to be down here. No. Do you get the Marriott points? The what? Marriott points. Like, the hotel points. No, Man, no. You no, are young. No. no. You don't understand those sports writers. Every no. time they like, this, the Marriott points are a bit. It's, yeah, like, no. it's like frequent flyer miles, you know? That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't, though. <laughs> no. no. All right, well, I'll just check it. I mean, yeah. I th- per diem, Mar- you got to start thinking about this stuff. I don't know. Maybe I ask. Well, so assuming you get healthy, you know, and with, and you're going to go back to California mm-hmm. for the off season and you'll come back and and then I would imagine you're going to be you know you don't have to say that's so I'll guess that you'll be in major league spring training and then it's it's like okay you know this is great major league per diem major league clubhouse but most importantly more of those you played in a, quite a few like great for yeah. the game like what was your favorite memory of that of playing with these guys um I'd say just the being on the big stage 
Yeah. I mean, there's not much more you could ask for. Yeah. You know, you get the opportunity to play with the big league team, and, you know, you try to play well. Did anybody – did you talk to any of the older guys or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I did. I'm not going to really get into the conversations we had. That's just good. Just I probably don't even remember. That's all right. Just like baseball talk. But, yeah, I talked to a few of them, especially at home. A lot of them don't travel to, to a road series. Yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah. It's cool to just be around them, be around uh, yeah. AC, all those guys. Yeah, I mean, sometimes somebody says something, and, like, I remember. Like, I I did a terrible job of quoting Pedroia, but, once again, I'll encourage you to go back and listen to it, and you can hear yeah. yourself. But I'm trying to relay, and sometimes that this hits. So, um, so, you know, in synopsis, as you sit here, like, it's it sounds like you're a very motivated guy, number one. It sounds like, you know, you, you figured that out. That's cool. It also sounds like you were pad- battling some through some stuff. So you're like, as you sit here, like, okay, we're good. We're ready to go. We're re- yep. you, feel, you feel good. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I, I know that it's hard for it to feel good now where you just had a cortisone shot and everything else. But still, all the lessons that we talked about, all the lessons that you learned, everything that you've done, you feel good about things. Yeah, I think um, I have the right mindset going into next year. Uh, obviously, I'm I'm gonna stay here as long as I have to to get my shoulder 100%. And then once that's that, then I'm gonna start getting to work and, like I said, do whatever I can to mm. to make that big league squad. What's your go-to in Fort Myers? Go to to eat. Yeah. Do you guys? Do you get a? I hope you get. A, well, you can't. Can you rent a car? I can't rent a car. No. no. You're not old enough to rent. Nah. A car. How do you? Do you Uber everywhere? Yeah. Do they pay for the Ubers? Uh, to the field. If I if I Uber to the field, they'll pay for it. But Holy mackerel! Eat, yeah, I know. A lot of Uber eats. A lot of like shoeless Joes. Is that yeah, the, yeah. That's the yeah. A lot of Chick Fil A, Chipotle stuff like that. Holy mackerel! Like, yeah. see this? Like things like I never thought of. Yeah, no, I'm just stuck in the hotel room for now. Oh wait, like, how? So how old are you? Like, twenty. When do you turn twenty-one? December. Okay, man. I bite. Yeah, man. I'm sorry. Uh, it's all good. I enjoy being young. No, I know. I, I'm not sorry you're 20. Uh, believe me, I'm not sorry you're 20. <laughs> believe me. But I'm just sorry you can't rent a car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I had a car all season two, and now, like, it's like the first time in, like, seven months I don't have a car. It feels weird. Do you have any buddies here? Is anyone here that you know? Yeah, I know a few people. They have cars? I think one of them does. <laughs> He's a best friend. Now. Yeah, he will be. He will be. And then obviously, Mikey's down here. He's not down here right now. He went back to Cali, but yeah. he has a car here down too. So. Oh, he does. Okay. All right. Well, he was down here for a while, right? Yeah. Mikey Romero. Yeah. And uh, so he can tell you, like, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. He's more experienced than I am in the rehab. Oh, down in Fort Myers? Yeah. 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 Was this today your first day? Today was my first day, yeah. So it was good? Yeah. Well, Other well. than. Now you don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, now I just gotta kill time. Watch right. a lot of movies. Okay. Well, what's, your, family. what's your Netflix guy go to? I'm watching Suits right now. Okay. Yeah, a, everyone's watching Suits, but yeah, that's yeah, what I'm. I'm almost done. I'm on like season seven. You, are you a documentary guy? Yeah, I watched the Johnny Manziel doc. Oh, the Florida Gators Listen. one, the Untold. Okay. Yeah, those are fire. Which one? So I saw both of them recently. I have my thoughts. Which one do you like better? The, you don't even different. remember. You don't. I mean, obviously, like Florida Gays were well before your time, but Johnny Manziel, you probably don't even remember that run either. Not really. But still, you can. You, yeah. Yeah, everyone so, knows Johnny Football. Though. Yeah, yeah, you of course. I mean? Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, so, which one? Which one do you got? 
I like the I like the Johnny Manziel one. I like both of them a lot. Yeah. But I like I like the Johnny Manziel one a lot. Yeah. It's yeah, I have my thoughts. Yeah. I mean I'm I'd, sure we all do. No, no, no. It's no no, I, I, I think I love those things. Like I love and especially yeah, going documentaries through. Documentaries are cool. Yeah. So what's your f- favorite? You don't My favorite documentary? I know, I'm putting it on this. I like the captain, the one that Jeter had. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one was cool. I saw it this off season, I think, a while back. That one was cool. Um, I'm trying to think what else. But you like sports, sports documentaries. Yeah, yeah sports, always yeah. sports. Okay, yeah. it's not like me where I'm like falling asleep to World War Two in color. You know, it's uh, like no. No, those are good too. Those oh, are yeah. good too. Yeah, yeah. you learn a lot. You history yeah. guy. Not really. Okay. All right. Well, that's okay. I was in high school. I got like a B in high school, but... <laughs> in history? Yeah. <laughs> what was... If you... The last question. I know that... But I know, now I know you have nowhere to go, but this is my last question. If you were not doing this, what, were, what would you be doing? And and so, I'll... The extreme, uh, the guy that I did a book with, Joe Kelly, pitcher. Mm-hmm. He said that he wanted to be an undercover narco agent with neck tattoos and everything else, and he wanted to be that guy. Damn, I can't beat that answer. Who that's what? A, that's a tough answer. That's a tough answer to beat. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I, yeah, well, it's, nobody's beating it, but yeah. it's understood. And he still wants to do that, but obviously it's yeah. like you probably. Well, that's not. a sick job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sick yeah. job. Well, it's Talk also, about he, he's also a sick human being. Go read it, Damn Near Perfect Game. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give the audio book of a Damn Near Perfect Game. You can listen to it. Anyway, so is there anything that you would do? You're young. I mean, like, this is. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to stay with sports. Okay. Just because my whole life has been sports. I grew up playing like three sports. So. Yeah. I love soccer, so I'd probably do something with soccer. Like a GM or so, like Ted Lasso? I mean, it would be a soccer player if I was that good. Yeah. But if it's not related to sports or like being on the field, like being like a GM would be sick. You watched Ted Lasso? I didn't. Oh, okay. Do you watch those documentaries, the soccer documentaries? Those are the, the soccer ones? ones? Yeah. I've seen the soccer ones. Like I've seen the Neymar one. Yeah. Uh, Pele. Yeah. What's the other one on YouTube? I mean on Netflix. Well, there's one falling around the teams too. Which one's that one? Um, I don't know. I forget. Uh, Sutherland. Sutherland. To- Sunderland. Oh, sorry. Is that their name? Yeah. The England team. Yeah. I saw that one when I was like in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was dope. That yeah. was a cool one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd like... See, I saw that show, and then, like, I would hop on my video games and play with them. Yeah, oh, really? Acting like I'm in the documentary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah, so that that's the one. The, the, what I take away, I just saw that, like, a year ago, and you're like, I saw it in high school. Sutherland? I think it is. So, so, yeah, Sun, Sunderland. No, I think it, I don't know anymore. I'm going to have to go double so until check Until I, I die, that we die. Yeah, 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 yeah that's know. the thing. I just it's, don't know the name. I can't believe you haven't seen Ted Lasso, though. I know. Maybe tonight. We'll see. There's a lot to do. All right, man. <laughs> yep. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. 
Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.